before the goodness starts flowing, I want to welcome you to the STR Sisterhood, real life stories from real life women in the short-term rental industry. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, ex-corporate girl who discovered how to replace her six-figure salary through short-term rentals and who now has the pleasure of helping others do the same. On this show, we talk to real women in the short-term rental space about their journeys and how they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short-term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Welcome to another episode of the STR Sisterhood. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, and you know what, girl? I'm so excited to be with you. And I know I tell you that every week, but it's honest truth. So I just want you to know how grateful I am that you've invited me into your day today. So thank you so much. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I want to share a quote I saw that recently resonated with me. And this is such a beautiful one. It says, ignore the glass ceiling and do your work. If you're focusing on the glass ceiling, focusing on what you don't have, focusing on the limitations, then you will be limited. And those phenomenal words come to us from American filmmaker, screenwriter, and television producer, Ava DuVernay. All right. We are talking today with the one and only Kim Menapace. I know that you are going to love hearing Kim's story and also appreciate all of her wisdom and energy she brings to the conversation. This is a phenomenal lady who is balancing so many things in her life, and I know you're going to love her as much as I do. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Kim. So we are here with the one and only Kim Menapace. Kim, I am so excited to have this discussion today. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Well, let's dive in. And first, I would love to just start out and have you introduce who you are and where in the world you are. All right. So I'm Kim Menapace. I'm the co-founder and CEO of The Five Star Co-Host. I am an STR owner. I'm a mom, a wife, and I am a W-2 employee as well. So juggling all of those things together. Uh, My husband and I are also published authors now, and we are the host of the Hassle Free RE. We've since... uh, uh, blessed another co-host with my husband since my schedule was a bit challenging. So they're running off and running with that podcast themselves. And I'm actually spinning up a new podcast uh, this year. That's just me. So stay tuned for that. That'll be exciting and fun to share. Oh, we have the inside scoop girls, very own podcast. I love it. I love it. And I'm just curious now that you've mentioned it, I'm going to ask you a question about it, but what will be the angle of that podcast? Do you know yet? So I'm actually in a class that's finessing the angle of the podcast. It's not just going to be real estate, just short-term rentals. It's the, my life is very dynamic being a mom with young kids. Fitness was a big part of my life before all of this. It's been taking the backseat recently. I want it to become back on the forefront in the coming years. So it's, it's going to be dynamic like me. And I'm still wrestling with the, the name of it and uh, what the elevator pitch would be when I'm describing it. But I have a lot of ideas on guests I want to have on it that come from all walks of life. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be something that's very fun and interesting for people to tune into. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I have a long commute. So I'm excited to share my ideas with everyone. I love it. Okay, well, stay tuned. Give us the inside scoop when that podcast comes out on the airwaves. Talk to me a little bit about how you got into short-term rentals. What did that look like for you? Absolutely. So, we got into short-term rentals kind of by accident. I think a lot of people say that as well. So to go back to your initial question, where I'm located, because I think that helps explain where we got started with short-term rentals. I'm in the Boston, Massachusetts area. So when I was growing up, I had this this good friend of mine. We're still best friends today, 25 years later, but her parents had bought this adorable cottage on the coast of Maine 
back when she was an infant and they would rent it the whole summer and use it for one week of uh, summer themselves, usually the 4th of July week. And 30 something years later, that house was paid off. They retired to there. They spend their weekdays there. And then they like to go home on the weekends to go out to dinner with their friends and hang out with other friends who are retired or close to retirement. So I remember that growing up and said, that's such a smart financial step to to take when you're younger to it might be a stretch at the time to buy that house but you'll thank yourself later when it's paid off by other people vacationing there enjoying that home themselves as if it's their own and you get to enjoy it yourself along the way even if it's maybe smaller increments of time than you'd like so i distinctly remember that from growing up and so when my husband and i were in our late 20s early 30s we were talking about that and said that'd be so great let's try to do this by 35 that would be the dream is to buy our own house and we wanted to do Cape Cod. My husband had been vacationing there for a number of years and he would bring me along with his friends and to visit family down there and I, I fell in love with it as well and said this would be awesome and we didn't want to be uh, just bumming around on people's couches or crashing in their uh, overcrowded homes that don't even have enough guest bedrooms. Uh, and we also were, were okay to start renting ourselves now that we were having uh, starting our own family. I was actually pregnant at the time when we bought the house. So I'll go into that a bit more in a second. But uh, we wanted to uh, do it by 35 and started looking and hunting around on Zillow when we were 30, uh, 29, 30. And then uh, just by chance, there was one uh, property almost exactly five years ago today it was in february of 2019 that we found it where uh it was this adorable cottage under 300k and the first line of the zillow listing said great rental history and so that piqued my interest and i sent it to dave my husband and he said let's go to the open house this weekend and i was kind of surprised i was just kind of kicking the tires i was window shopping i wasn't thinking we'd actually go and look at it and uh we did go look at it and we ended up uh, figuring out how to purchase it. And we closed on it in April of 2019. And our son was born in July of 2019. So we entered entrepreneurship, short-term rentals <laughs> and parenthood all within a couple months of each other, which was a wild ride, but still well worth it. Here we are almost five years later. And now we can't believe we're going into our fifth summer vacationing there. Amazing. That is so cool. And so forgive me, I've it's been a while since I've been in seventh grade geography class, but how far away is Cape Cod from the Boston area? Like, what is that drive time for you? Yes, great question. So I'd say a little over an hour. So we're a little west of Boston, so it's 90 minutes for us. If it's a Saturday morning turnover day in Cape Cod, it's three hours <laughs> because everyone and their brother is trying to get onto the Cape to go to their weekly rental. They're still in the seven-day vacation rental kind of a rhythm. And then, uh, but yeah, it's, it's 90 minutes without traffic for us, an hour for my parents. They're south of Boston. So you can say an hour to 90 minutes is, is roughly what you can back and for driving. Okay. So you entered the world of short-term rentals, having your own business, being a new mom, all within the span of a few months. And I could imagine over the last five years, you've really had to learn how to balance competing priorities. And I know, again, you have a very busy W-2 job as well. Talk to us a little bit about what strategies or techniques you have found helpful when it comes to managing your time effectively. Yeah, so for managing my time effectively, there's a, a few important pieces to ensure I'm allocating the appropriate balance to all these competing things. And I think that Revisiting my values and what are my core values and what's true to me is the number one priority. So that is going back to being a mom and a present wife. And I saw this, I think it was an Instagram story talking about how you are your kid's favorite person for only about 10 years. Then they're going to have best friends and boyfriends and college friends, and you're not going to be their number one anymore. And that really struck me as my son's hitting five years old this summer, that I'm almost halfway to that period where things start to shift significantly for your child and your relationship with them. And I really want to build that strong foundation with my kids now 
so that that's not the case. I mean, there, you're always there's going to be some distancing as appropriate, but I'd still want to very much have a great foundation and connection built now so that we can build on that further in their teenage years and beyond. So that's my number one priority. So then when I go to my W-2 job, my uh, short-term rentals that we personally own, and then our co-hosting business has now blossomed in the last couple of years, I am constantly reevaluating and reflecting on how am I doing with my core values? Am I getting the things done that I need to in all of these areas? And if I'm not, how do I ensure that the most important things get done? And if it's not important or doesn't get done, let's evaluate how do we fix that? Or if it's not important, it goes, it gets shifted off into the will not touch right now camp. So for me, delegating has been critical for anything mm -hmm. that is not my W-2 or parenting. I can, uh, I can do Instacart to get my groceries delivered. <laughs> we can do meal delivery services uh, for our meals and we can get our house cleaned and we can maybe get it more clean more frequently since there's just a lot going on and we're spending more and more time on our genius zone and our places where we are irreplaceable. Mm -hmm. That is time with our kids. That's doing our bedtime. That's being there in the morning when they wake up and helping them get ready and driving them to school. So that I find is a critical, the reflection piece and then the boundaries piece. And I think that COVID and having parent and being a parent has made a lot of blurred lines for boundaries where I used to go to work. I'd work really hard and focused for nine hours or so and then i go home and having a kid and where you get a call hey so and so has a fever they have to go home immediately caused that line to be blurred and then COVID also caused that line to be blurred with a lot more work from home norms going on so i think that i, I still try to respect that compartmentalization as much as i can but it's not fully realistic and i've had to learn to be flexible with that sure Talk to me a little bit about that reevaluating and reflecting. What does that time look like for you? And how often are you reevaluating? Like, are you reevaluating in the moment, thinking, holy moly, I need to, you know, get groceries? I'm getting on Instacart right now. Is it that you've got a dedicated time each morning to, you know, think through the previous day? Is it, that you're dedicating time, you know, on the weekend to think about the previous week? Is that monthly? What does that cadence look like for you? And how do you go through that reevaluation process, shall we say? Yes. Yeah, so my reevaluation process is habitual. It is throughout the day. I definitely think that the bookends of the day are sacred time for me. So first thing in the morning or last thing at night, I try to have my notebook handy. And some nights it's more high level and spiritual how am i feeling mm -hmm. how is my energy how are how did i do with being true to my values today and then sometimes it's more tactical what are the things i'm stressed about what are these to do's that are nagging me and pulling on my consciousness that I just need to write down so I don't forget, so I can give them a time and place tomorrow or throughout the week to get them done. And so I, I find that it has become habitual because sometimes that sacred time does get taken up with my son waking up early and I need to get jump on helping him immediately in the morning and he woke up at 5 a.m. for some reason that day. Today he woke up at 7 a.m. So I've had to learn to be flexible and I think that's why I've made it habitual throughout the day. and then trying to have those bigger moments where we can have reflection time even with my husband. So we're traveling for a conference next week that you'll be speaking at. We try to dedicate time if we're driving in the car or on a plane or we just have a free morning for coffee to be able to have that reflection time together. Where, how far have we come since a year ago? Where do we want to go? What are our aspirations? So I think that that's something we just interspersed throughout the day and weeks. And we try to have some more pointed conversations and really sacred time in these, these scheduled moments where we might schedule a weekend away and the grandparents can watch our kids. But mm -hmm. making it a habit has been instrumental in, in being able to do this because I think that you can't do it any other way. And with kids where there's an unpredictability to your schedule, if you're constantly evaluating, how did I handle this? How am I caring myself? Why am I stressed? Uh, you're just going to be able to better, uh, quick, more quickly implement corrections to it. I love that. And I love that, you know, you talked about flexibility because we can time block till we're blue in the face. And I am a huge proponent of time blocking 
But sometimes our little ones don't cooperate with that time block, right? Maybe they woke up, as you just mentioned, at 5 a.m. with a fever. And, you know, now your day is playing nurse Kim instead of, you know, short-term rental business boss lady Kim. And so it can be something where we do have to have flexibility but we also can't beat ourselves up. And, you know, I think a lot of people also struggle with that where they get down on themselves because there is a secondary thing that has popped in that messed up their schedule, that they didn't get accomplished what they had anticipated for that day, but they find themselves blaming themselves, right? And so what you just said about constantly reevaluating and having that flexible approach, I think is so healthy because you're fitting it in wherever you can. Right. I think that's great. I think that's great. I want to also ask you about the delegation piece because that is a struggle for a lot of women. And I always, from a business standpoint, I always share, you know, I learned in corporate leadership training, you have to delegate to elevate. And you mentioned operating in your genius zone, which I am a huge, uh, huge proponent of. But a lot of people really struggle with the delegation piece of things. And I think that perfectionism can get in the way. I think that, you know, wanting to be in control with the best of intentions can get in the way. I'm curious, has delegation always come natural to you? Is it something that you had to learn? Is it something you learned in the corporate world that you've been able to bring over to your short-term rental business and your, your home life? Talk to us a little bit about how you learn to delegate. Yeah, this is a great topic. And I, I in prepar- preparation for this call, I realized that this was such a big theme throughout 2023 and just my growth as a person, as a professional and as a business owner. So I think that delegation does not come naturally to me. I think if you rewind all the way back to school years and class projects, I felt like I would just do everything. I'm the perfectionist. I want to make sure we get the A. I wasn't sure how to how do we establish a leader and how do we divvy up this work for five of us? So I just say, I'll take on more and I'll take on more. I'll take on more instead. And uh, that is totally not the way to do it. That is not the way to grow and scale. And what I've had to learn is there's, there's obvious places to delegate that I think people, a lot of people do. So you might have a monthly housekeeper, you might have, we do daycare full time. So I think that's a form of delegation. There's some people who choose to stay, stay at home and work from, you know, work at home as the, the lead caregiver for your children. And we, we knew from the beginning, we wanted to do daycare full time. And, and I think that that's a form of delegation. So there's some obvious things that a lot of people do. And then there's the next level. And there's kind of this, this gradual step up to more delegating more and more of those tasks and more deeply. And I think having people like um, my mentor, our mentor in the short-term rental secrets mastermind and understanding how they embrace that more and did that stuff more so that they could focus on what is most important to them, which is family time, which is teaching and content creation. I think that it pushed me to sit back and think if I were to do nothing all day, how could I get all this stuff done? How could I get the groceries delivered? How could I get my electric bill paid or whatever? There's things that are automated that I didn't even realize I could. you could automate just by doing a setting in some things. And then there's things where you just need to hire help. And I've been a big proponent of hiring help in our business and in our personal lives. And even when it's a stretch, when you invest in that a little earlier than you're ready, you're going to be so surprised by how much more bandwidth it gave mm-hmm. you to work in your genius zone. And that's something that Dave and I have been so trigger happy to do is to hire before we actually need it or just a little mm-hmm. bit where it's a bit of a stretch on our personal finances, but then it accelerated us so much more uh, forward than you initially would have thought. So I think that everyone should think about where they could use that help. It's just is someone else taking care of you? It's it's someone else having your back. I remember we have our housekeeper come on Thursdays and I'll be so stressed from, we have 
two drop-offs and pickups every day and the houses were tornado with play-doh everywhere and breakfast bowls and and uh, then i'm trying to sit down to my desk to start working and it just feels so good to know someone is taking care of me when I see mm -hmm. that, you know, our housekeeper come and realize, oh, yeah, it's Thursday and everything, you know, our laundry is getting done. Our house is getting put back together. <laughs> I think that I that feeling feels so good and knowing that this is something they enjoy to help others. And so you're, we're all just trying to give each other service and you try to find where am I? Where is my genius zone for giving service to others and how do I help delegate the rest so that we're all having this beautiful cyclical nature of giving service where we, we feel fulfilled in value. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And yes, I I have to tell you, there is something about having my dishes done that is like, oh, sweet Jesus, this is amazing. I don't have to do this because I. it is definitely something that when I don't have someone do it, I'm the one. I'm the one in my family who is doing the dishes. So yes, it is so rewarding. And it sounds so silly, but it's the little things in life that make the biggest differences sometimes. Hey there, STR sisters. It's your girl Stacy here bringing you the game changer for your short-term rental business cleaning, and it is called Turno. Ladies, we are all in the business of creating unforgettable guest experiences. And guess what? It starts with spotless properties. That's why I'm thrilled to introduce you to Turno. This amazing tool is all about taking the stress out of your turnover process. And here's the kicker. Turno aligns with your booking calendar for flawless scheduling. You can say goodbye to missed cleanings and hello to pristine properties. The auto payments, photo checklists, and problem reporting features, they are just cherries on top. And all of your communication, well, it's streamlined into one convenient app, keeping you and your cleaners perfectly in sync. Now, just for you, here's an exclusive offer. Sign up for Turno through turno.com backslash STR sisterhood. Connect with the cleaner complete a cleaning, and you will snag a $150 Amazon gift card. It's time to experience the ease and efficiency that Turno brings to your STR business. Again, go to turno.com backslash STR sisterhood, and let's transform your cleaning process into a smooth, stress-free experience. And I also just want to share a huge thank you to Turno for sponsoring this episode and for helping STR owners everywhere achieve cleaning and hosting perfection. Okay, I want to ask you another question about your genius zone. So you and I are both of the same mindset where we want to operate in our genius zones, obviously, as much as possible throughout the day. I'm curious if someone is listening and thinking, well, that all sounds great, but I don't have any idea what my genius zone is. I'm curious, how did you learn what your zone of genius is? And has that always been clear to you? Or did you grow in that clarity over time? This is another great question. So for I to identify my genius zone, I had to look back and think about where did I go into a flow state of mind where I lost all track of time. I got totally enveloped in the task. I wasn't looking at the clock or anything. And you'll, you'll remember those moments distinctly. It could be a hobby. It could be work. It could be in either of those. But that's a huge moment for me to realize, wow, I really enjoyed that and got really in the in the zone and just time passed in a blink of an eye. So some of those tasks for me are, I love education and I love taking some of the things I've learned from being a business owner or co-hosting and compressing that into a succinct training for other people. So most recently I did a co-hosting in cold climates presentation to a GoBundance women group. And I had a lot of fun 
piecing it together. I've been outlining the the high level sound bites for what I, topics I wanted to cover for that presentation on my notes in my phone and on my computer. I put all that into a nice Canva template, and then I ha they said I only had thirty minutes, and then we went I think sixty minutes or more, <laughs> and just because I got into you know too, too uh, excited and and there's just a lot of content to cover, and I just felt so good after that. They the women that were on the call said it was amazing. They had a recording to share with anyone who couldn't make it. And I just felt that I gave a lot of value and had a lot of fun throughout the whole process doing that. Sometimes it's getting into the weeds on numbers and spreadsheets and stuff, but I've been even delegating that more and more because those details, even if you're good at them, you might be drained by them or that's not where you want to go in the future. I'm trying to think of how do I work fewer hours and do more content creation, I do more education and how do I lean into that? Even if I used to be good at, you know, that used to be what, what led me up in the, in the past, both at my, my day job and then also in my, you know, these side hustles that mm -hmm. we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. And I love that you mentioned, you know, being in a, uh, a state of flow and something that you really enjoy doing. Because for me, when I think about operating in my genius zone, and this is the only way I can describe it, is it feels very light and fun. And oftentimes when I have tasks in front of me that I know I need to delegate, like I literally feel weight from them. I, they feel very heavy to me. And I'm almost in my mind going, oh man, I, I want to find something else to do. You know, that is a really big indicator for me that, whoa, I need to delegate this task, right? This is not something in my zone of genius. And to your point, it might be something I'm good at, right? But when we're operating in our genius zones, we're not only operating within our skill sets, but there, we're doing things that light us up and that we could do in our sleep and be happy to do them. So I think I, I love the way that you describe that in your, in your life. Okay. I want to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you about your co-hosting business because I know that this has grown for you and your adorable hubby over the last several years. And it is, you're probably in a place today that maybe you didn't even dream of being just a few short years ago. But at the same time, I know it's not been all rainbows and sunshine. You know, talk to me about in your co-hosting business specifically, what are some of the challenges that you have faced as you've grown that business over time and how have you overcome them? So our co-hosting business, we just signed our 25th property yesterday. So we have our two properties and then we have uh, 16 others that are live and then a bunch that are in pre-launch phases. So I think that we have overcome a number of challenges just working with your spouse, with scale and growth, and then also focus because you will get asked, hey, can you co-host in this new region that you aren't in yet? Or and can you do this and can you do that? And when you're all things to all people, you're actually just not going to specialize in anything and you're not going to do any of those to the level and standard and value that you need to deliver. So for us, I'd say working with my spouse, which is a big part of it because it was just the two of us for a while before we hired help for guest support and a direct of operations, uh, we had to figure out what are our jobs? What do I do? What do you do? When do we shift that? Um, is this not in my genius zone or do I not have the time for this? And um, we've gone uh, back and forth over that and we've evolved that and grown that over time. But I think that that was a, a big part of uh, our learning, even when we just had our own two properties, figuring out who was leading on what. And then when we when we um, created the business and expanded it, that just exacerbated it and found we needed to really communicate heavily on that. I think also realizing how we handle stress and, and how do we slow down and recognize we're in a, a stress state of mind and maybe aren't making the right decisions on how to communicate something or how to handle something. I think that was a huge learning and growth period for us. I'm very uh, reflective and sit back and try to take some time to evaluate 
how is someone feeling? How are we feeling? Why is the situation where it is? And how what's the best path forward? And how is each party going to react to if X happens, then Y? And Dave is quick to react, which can be great when you have a crisis like Back in December, there was immense flooding in the Sunday River Ski Resort area. Roads were torn up, House, a ton of houses that we manage are out of power. And so he had to act quickly and he actually displaced some guests that were at a house without power to one that did have power and was not booked and did that quickly. There was a challenge where that house that we displaced them to was not dog friendly and the one that they were at was. So we had to manage that and we, it all worked out and reminding everyone in that process that our intentions were good. We were trying to help the guest. We're trying to help the owners. We're trying to help our team who's getting flooded with all these questions and requests. So it's awesome. And those, uh, these, tendencies will serve us in some situations and will not serve us in others. And so finding how we communicate with each other as we're handling things in, in opposite and balancing ways was really important for us. And yeah. uh, I, I think that that was just critical for a number of, even in just your marriage and how you handle parenting and other things go, that are that are happening and stressors on your life. So that was a big part of our learning. For yeah. scaling our business, I think that Investing in education was huge for us. So we joined masterminds and education groups after we already had six properties, I think. <laughs> so we were realizing that we had set things up wrong. We were behind on some stuff. We should, we wanted to get ahead and actually turn that around, which is why we started hiring virtual assistants that worked at Airbnb to help us with guest communication before we really had a lot of volume. And another reason for that was going back to our core values of being parents and wanting to be present and not wanting to have to message guests back during bath time. So we were looking for, for that out and that uh, a way to ease that because we already were dealing with that with two properties. And so as we knew we were going to scale up and didn't want to just be always glued to our phones with our infants, we knew we needed to scale there. So I think that they having people who were several steps ahead of us that we could rely on both in the recorded content and then also in the community aspect for these ad hoc questions that come up were crucial for growth and to also know what curveballs to look out for as we continue to scale. Uh, so I think that was really, really helpful to have that sense of community as we grew and all those resources available to us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I will say, you know, the community around me, both, you know, obviously were both this uh, a part of the same mastermind. And then I have my own mastermind community for women specifically in the short-term rental space. And on both ends of the spectrum, they're completely different communities, obviously, but they both bring so much value to me as an individual, as an entrepreneur, as a host. And I, I continue to hear that among people, obviously, in all different types of masterminds. You know, obviously, I always think it's important for someone to join a mastermind where the leader of that mastermind is someone that they resonate with, that they want to emulate, you know, what they've accomplished and what they've achieved. But also, you know, do we have the right communities around us for that ongoing support, for those ad hoc questions? And, you know, I, I am a huge proponent it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific individual, but find someone who you want to replicate their success and join their mastermind program because it will absolutely change your life and your business. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Now, I want to ask you about something that you said because I wrote it down and I, I have a follow-up on this. So you mentioned about slowing down and recognizing when you're in a stressed state of mind. And I love this concept. And I can also envision times in my life where I'm thinking, wow, my husband is really stressed out right now. But my husband doesn't want to admit that he's stressed out right now. So I'm curious. When you slow down to recognize that stress state of mind, are you only looking in the mirror or is there a magic potion that you have for helping your spouse recognize when they're in a stress state of mind? 
Oh man, I think that <laughs> there's both. I think how you approach to your partner about recognizing their stress, it can be challenging. I've done it the wrong way many times, I, I'll admit. Uh, I think that I'm trying to think of if I do it the right way ever. I'm just kidding. I think I do sometimes. I think uh, what I find is really valuable and helpful for Dave and I, and I'd recommend to couples, is both of you investing in personal development. So mm -hmm. we are in this mastermind about short-term rentals specifically, and we're actually in another one that's more, more global mindset focused. Mm -hmm. And Dave is absorbing all of that content, doing the, all the homework tenfold. He is really changing a lot of things quite rapidly. And I think part of that is recognizing that he needs to be ambitious with his goals, but relax into them and not be so hard charging. And so that's a big big piece of this mastermind and that mindset work that he's doing. And so I think that when he starts to get stressed and realizes that, we talk about being in a lower frequency, mm -hmm. being in that fear state, recognizing all the different fears that exist and having the language to talk about it. I'm in a, I'm having a fear of poverty right now. I'm having a fear of criticism. And I think that that's been helpful just to even have awareness of it because that's the first step of changing anything is that awareness in myself or that awareness in someone else. And I can tell when Dave, if, if one of our team members is offline and he's the back uh, backup for guest communications for that night or that day because our manager has it that day off, I can tell when he's stressed. And so I try to give that that leeway and that bandwidth to let him go deal with something on his computer or his phone and just giving the benefit of the doubt because sometimes it can be hard when you see your spouse on their phone and it's family time and we're painting the volcano from the National Geographic toy we just got mm -hmm. for, for Christmas. And uh, I think instead of saying, hey, can you get off your phone? I think, oh, that could be really important. And sometimes I'm saying, hey, is everything okay? And then it's always, yes, yes, yes. But uh, at least I'm giving that out that I'm not assuming the worst. I think that Dave and I always assume good intent with each other and with everyone we interact with. That's actually one of our, our business's core values is assume good intent from the cleaner, from the guest, from the owner, and always have that, that positive lens when we try to view a situation that might be viewed as, why did someone handle it that way or that seems mishandled? Trying to remember that and bring that back to the human element. So I th don't know if that fully answers your question, but I think having each of us investing in personal development separately and together and talking about that content we're consuming together is really helpful. And we're having that awareness and that vocabulary to be able to talk through it um, so that hopefully we're not getting stressed as much as we used to. And I also think the size of the problems that stress you out changes. Mm -hmm. You used to think that I don't know, uh, a surprise bill at your house for, I don't know, $2,000 of maintenance used to be stressful. And then uh, I think that as you start to play at the, in the big leagues and have bigger uh, ambitions, bigger revenue, bigger goals, you also have bigger problems. And I said, mm -hmm. if we can, if we think this problem is so big, we're never going to grow because it's going to be relative to how to where you go. So my son's daycare talks about mouse problems versus elephant problems. And so mm -hmm. uh, thinking about that problem that feels like an elephant and saying, we are smart, we can figure this out, we have the resources and tools to figure it out. And if not, we can hire out smart people who are tax specialists or legal specialists or you know, mm -hmm. lawyers, uh, will make you feel empowered and also make that, that elephant feel like a mouse problem instead. So you can go continue to tackle that elephant problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm curious, if you don't mind sharing, what is next for the Menapace family? Are, I know, again, you've got big goals. Are you planning on another year of massive growth? What is next on the horizon for you? 
So we're looking for growth in our co-hosting business. So, but we're, we're looking for the right partners and properties. So we are stationed in Cape Cod, Ma uh, Massachusetts, as well as Maine at ski resorts, primarily Sunday River. We have a couple other properties and 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 um, kind of various locations, but th we're mostly growing in those two locations and want to double down there because that's our bread and butter. So we're taking on select clients there, but we're growing our consulting branch of our business. So we found that you have these operators that are high income earners are excited to own a short term rental just like us, but they want to self manage it because they have a particular way they want their house managed or for the tax benefits that are huge if you're a owner and operator. So Dave found this need where people were approaching him for co-hosting and they could really tell they didn't want to let go of, of, of hosting the house themselves. So that they wanted to be really smart with these pricing softwares and uh, property management software that pushes out to all of the to the OTAs like Airbnb and Verbo. And so he said, I can help consult with you and compress time for you by helping set all that up and then teach you how to use it. So you're not having a do-it-yourself assembly kit and saying, hey, here you go, here's all the softwares, go figure it out. We're doing that for you at a rapid clip because we've done it dozens of times and we're also gonna teach you how to use it and then I uh, have some ongoing support for uh, a certain amount of time after. So that's been accidentally growing again. I think we got into co-hosting because my husband switched careers into being a real estate agent. He started selling houses to people in Cape Cod who wanted one and then they said, I don't wanna manage it, can you? So that's how we accidentally became co-host and now he's stumbled on consulting as a big, big area for growth where you have these very savvy owner operators that just want to do it right and they want the the cheat code for getting everything up and running and, and optimizing all of their their operations their automated messaging their pricing and dave does that and compresses time for them in a done with you and done for you a type of uh, experience and service so that's the, we're trying to grow co-hosting with the right properties modestly i wouldn't say just doubling or tripling in the next two months or something like that and then the consulting is a big part of it and then i want to work on my own brand because i am in this messy middle as a mom w2 employee Oh, I'm co-owner of a business with my husband. And so I think that uh, people can relate to that. And I think that that's one of the biggest questions that I get when people come up to me at work. And I haven't seen them in a while because we work in different buildings. They'll say, oh my goodness, you do this and that. How do you do it? What are your tools? Uh, and I think that it takes a village. It's, I hire help and I've been hiring help a ton in personal and in the business in this past year. And I continue to plan to do so even more. So I think sharing that more openly and hearing also really cool stories from other people doing this or doing big career pivots. I want to be able to, to uh, share that type of content with other people because I find it super interesting and fascinating as well. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that, girl. You are a rock star. I'm so proud of you and all of your hard work. And I know, obviously, we've had you know several conversations over the years. And I think whatever you set your mind to, girlfriend, you are going to accomplish in spades. And I think, you know, as you continue to share your story with other people, I think you can be a really great powerhouse to help other women follow in your footsteps. So I'm excited for you. So Thank good. You. You're so welcome. All right. Now I want to move to what I love to call the lightning round. Okay. I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I'm going to ask you to just answer with the very first thing that comes to mind. First question is, where is your favorite place to vacation? This is going to be cliche, but my favorite place to vacation is Cape Cod. We go for a couple weeks every summer. We love going to the beach. We love buying lobster rolls and fried food from all our favorite places, homemade ice cream from this ice cream shop right around the corner, walking distance from our house. We do fires in our front lawn at our fire pit with our neighbors. And it's just absolutely feels like home, even though it's vacation. And that's what I love about it. I love that. I love that. You know, I've never been to Cape Cod, so I feel like I need to come visit. Okay. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right. What's one place you've never been that you want to visit? I have a number of places on my travel list, but a place that's been on my mind for the last couple of years is I'd love to visit the Outer Banks. And I hear there's a beach with wild horses that run around. And that just sounds 
absolutely surreal. And I've never vacationed to the beaches and the Carolinas and that area at all. And uh, I think that just sounds absolutely amazing and is not too far. I also have a huge list of places that are much further than that, but that's been one that's been top of mind for a while now. I love that. You know, I'm actually going to the Outer Banks uh, to a women's retreat uh, coming up in a few months. And I have never heard of this said beach with the wild horses. But do you know, the first thing that comes to mind, and this sounds so horrible, but I'm thinking about all the wild horse droppings all over the beach. And is there a person that cleans those up? I'm not sure. (laughs) It's a great question. Let me know. I might go visit then if there's a person that cleans them up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. What's one thing you know now that you wished you knew when you were starting out in the world of short-term rentals? This is probably a a very simple one, but automated messaging. We did not leverage that for a long time. We were manually sending the welcome message with the code and and every single message. And I think that's a very simple way to streamline things and make it easier for you if you are operating a short-term rental yourself. Uh, We've obviously expanded so much more than just doing automated messaging with our team and trying to do automation in a lot of different places and have SOPs, et cetera. But I think that was something very simple and obvious, but we just were not leveraging at the time because we thought this is how you do it. So a very simple thing to do. There you go. Love it. Love it. Gotta love some good old automation. All right. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I'd have to say the best piece of advice I've ever been given is the golden rule that you want to treat people the way you want to be treated. And I think that that applies in hospitality, obviously, since we're in the short-term rental space in business and in life. And I think that that really rings true in this and hits home in this business of all the advice you could be given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think in today's day and age, this is awful to say, but I feel like a lot of people have forgotten that golden rule, you know? So I think that there's a lot of value in shining a light on that. And I think, you know, especially with young kiddos, when that becomes a part of your day to day, that extends for a lifetime. It extends for a lifetime. So, all right, last question. What's one thing and or person that you're grateful for today? Oh, I am grateful for my husband, Dave. So he took the plunge into leaving his job that he'd been in that for over a decade, he'd been in healthcare consulting and he made a pivot into being a real estate agent and then co-hosting and now consulting and leading a team. We have three full-time employees, sorry, four full-time employees now, excuse me, we have a marketing person that started and growing and the personal growth of continuing to do things that you're not good at until you can hire that out and continue to improve and take on new tasks and challenges. It's just been incredible. And I even, I sent him a note this morning about how sometimes we forget to pick our head up and say that or give ourselves that pat on the back or give it to your partner. You might say it to someone else in your mastermind or a coach or something, but uh, turning around and, and reflecting on that with your partner you built all this with and that they've really led as the day-to-day person. This was his full-time job for the last one plus year. And it's incredible to think of what he's really created. I'm definitely a supporting person in this, but I'm not in the day-to-day because I'm in my my W-2 world and also trying to lead with the parenting when push comes to shove and Dave has to go visit a property or jump on a fire drill. I said, you go, you go, I've got this. And uh, it can be challenging at times with a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So I am, I admire him so much for that. And I, I need to give him more of that props because I, I think it can get lost in the shuffle on the day-to-day when we're so tactical on, are you picking the kids up from, from daycare or am I? Um, So I I just, yeah, I think when I think back and say, could I have done that and left my secure job that I've been in for 10 plus years and go continue to pivot and reinvent myself over and over again, I could not have done it like Dave has. That's amazing. Amazing. And Kim, if someone wants to learn more about your co-hosting business or follow your amazing story where is the best place for them to find you online? 
So if you go to my Instagram, which is Kim Menapace, no underscores or anything, you can find me there. And then there's a link tree to our website for the five-star co-host. If you're interested in learning more about our properties and booking them, consulting, co-hosting, our books that we published, we were in the hospitable host to book. And then we, have, we launched another book last year called Creating a Life of Abundance, which is uh, building a business with your spouse. And some of the stuff I talked about here is in that. So you can find that stuff and all other goodies in that link tree there. So good. Kim, thank you so much for being with us. It's such a delight to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me, Stacey. This has been a blast. Now, before you go, I want to give a quick shout out to an amazing lady inside the Female Short-Term Rental Investors Facebook group. Just yesterday, she posted, let's talk bed bugs. And my friend, I am here to read this post to you. It may not be the most glamorous post, but it is a very real reality in the hospitality business. And I thought Melinda Cook Stevens did a beautiful job outlining it. So she says, let's talk bed bugs, something none of us want. Please make sure your cleaning team is hyper observant when changing beds checking headboards, checking the seams of the mattresses for blood spots. If you do not have encasements for your mattress and box springs, you are giving them a hiding spot. Unfortunately, we have been fighting a guest bringing them into our condo in Tybee Island in October. Terminex has sprayed three times and we have dismantled the place three times. I've learned more about them than I ever wanted to know. If you have ever experienced fleas in your home, this is very similar. Read up, educate yourself, and you can stay in front of an infestation. People think they are found in dirty, nasty homes. Nope. They are hitchhikers who travel with anyone. Melinda, I know, again, that had to be hard for you to write, but I just appreciate you bringing it to the forefront of people's minds. Again, it's not the most glamorous part of short-term rentals, but it is so incredibly important that we stay ahead of nasty things like bed bugs. All right, that's it, my friends, for this episode. I hope you have an amazing week. And as always, I will see you again very, very soon. Hey, sister, thanks for listening to the podcast. I wanted to let you know about a free resource my team is providing, the STR Success Blueprint Strategy Session. If you're looking to take your STR business to the next level, or heck, even just get it started, this free one-on-one -on -one is something you won't want to miss. You'll discover new tools for your STR business and outline an action plan that will help you achieve your goals and reverse engineer your STR success. This session is your chance to get the help you need to succeed. Schedule your free STR Success Blueprint Strategy Session right now by visiting stacystjohn.com backslash success.